Folks, get out of California. They're after your kids, and very soon you're not going to be able to get health insurance. Trans people finally get what they want. Will this become the new standard in sports? I sure doubt it. And we have more of this trans crap. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right, we got a ton of news, so let's let's get into the news. Okay, here we go. All right, so first off, uh, Donald Trump is in Miami today to have the charges read to him. Um, 37 counts. We talked about it yesterday. I don't want to get into that. I, I was listening to the Dan Bongino podcast yesterday, and Dan Bongino had a very interesting take on this. He basically said, you know, Trump's life's in danger right now. Apparently, you know, he doesn't have the same level of secret secure, secret service security that he had before. And he said, and Miami apparently is not really overdoing a lot of the security there right now. And Dan Bongino said, you know, I think his life's in danger. I think someone is going to take a shot at him. I don't know if I buy all that. I'm sure he's got decent security already. If not secret service, he's probably got a ton of his own private security. And, but today there was an, I wouldn't even brought this up if it weren't for the fact there was actually an announcement that a suspicious package was found outside the courthouse and that the secret service and the Miami-Dade police department, Miami police department actually had to go down, shut down the streets and find out what the hell this thing was. Turned out to be nothing, but I don't know. It kind of makes sense. Joe Biden and the left do you really think they're not really capable of something like that? Well, oh, by the way, if you think they're not capable of, capable of that, just be aware Target got another bomb threat yesterday. And that bomb threat was by an LGBTQI plus poop emoji uh, activist group. So just a little FYI. I, 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 I'm so tired of hearing of all the right wing violence Yet all the threats seem to be always coming from the left wing, but we don't. We're not allowed to talk about that because then we end up bigots, homophobes, or whatever we happen to be. Meanwhile, you know, Joe Biden, we should be kind of looking at a little bit of the corruption that might be going on with this guy, because it sure appears that they're building a lot of evidence that this guy, this old man, is making tons of money off of other countries. And, uh, uh, again, I would like to see more physical evidence than just what we have, what we're hearing, because we're hearing a lot. We're not seeing anything, but here's what we have so far. Um, there are apparently 20 different shell companies used for money laundering from monies coming from China, Russia, Ukraine, Mexico, whole bunch of different places. And this stuff is actually being then filtered down into about 17 banks that have confirmed that this money is coming from these shell companies. And this money is going to all sorts of people from the Biden family, including apparently his six-year-old granddaughter. 
So I've got a feeling we may have to look at this a little bit. The media is not really all that interested in covering this. You have to listen to curtain conservative media. They're covering it. Well, um, Charles Chuck Grassley uh, came out. He's a senator. Came out and said, oh, well, not only do we have all this physical evidence, including banks receipts, including the shell company information, the banks have bank statements. The banks have actually said, yes, this is happening. They also have recordings of meetings between the CEO of Burisma. That's the Ukrainian energy company that Hunter Biden sat on the board with. And by the way, Hunter Biden knows nothing about energy. He sat on the, and he was receiving hundreds of thousand dollars a month for sitting on this board. And not Hunter, but they were having meetings with Joe Biden directly. Now, Biden is already being accused of, um, accused of bribery, actually bribing Ukraine because Ukraine wanted two things done. The first thing they wanted done was they wanted to be able to do business in the United States. They openly admit this, and with Biden in their pocket, they thought that'd be a good thing. They also wanted to get rid of a, pros- a special prosecutor assigned by the Ukrainian government that was investigating Burisma and Hunter Biden, the relationship with Hunter Biden. And Joe Biden got that guy fired. Now, just a little FYI, that's not a secret. Joe Biden admitted that on television. We have the tapes of it. We know that happened. Now we're beginning to find out, well, not only did he actually do that, not only is this not just a quid pro quo, because that's what it is, it turns out it was probably a bribe. Oh, I. there is already a um, impeachment. There, there's already an impeachment document out there. Yeah, Joe Biden's impeached before the next two years. All right. Um, the White House is also having, they've had a bad week. Uh, the White House is facing backlash for, um, there were people during their Pride event running around the White House grounds topless. Yeah, pretty disgusting crap. And one of the people, how we found out about this is not, you know, a reporter took pictures. One of the guys who had fake boobs and decided to be a gal, he decided to do a TikTok video. That TikTok video went viral. And there he is without a shirt on, going topless, and of course there were me- there were women there who thought they were men, and they had the scars from having their boobs removed. They were going topless. My God, you know it's a, it's. Don't tell me that Trump being indicted is not something. It, it, the UFO thing too. This is not something that is done on accident. This is something that's done on purpose because. If Trump isn't being indicted and we don't have UFOs falling out of the sky, I everyone would be looking at President Biden and he's just a freaking disaster. One disaster after another. Oh, speaking of disasters at the White House, here we go. According to a watchdog group, Karen Jean-Pierre may have violated the Hatch Act. She did that by referring to all Republicans as MAGA maniacs or something. 
I whatever. The Hatch Act is bullshit anyway. No one's going to pay attention to it. But that's not the point. The point is, whenever someone asks her a question about, well, why aren't why isn't Joe Biden doing whatever? The first thing she said, oh, I can't talk about it because it's a violation of the Hatch Act. And this dumb bitch has been violating the Hatch Act every time she says MAGA Republicans and all this crap, because apparently that shows bias. So good for you. I mean, nothing's going to happen and nothing should happen. It's BS anyway. Oh, other good, more good news for the Biden administration. Inflation is this month is up again, 4%. Now, mind you, that is core inflation. That does not include energy and food. That's up 5.3%. So in other words, inflation ain't going down fast enough. Now, mind you, a lot of people, including the White House, are going to say, hey, inflation is better than it was. Well, yeah, but it's 4% year after year, which means it went up 5%, 6% last year. It went up 4% the year before, and it's up another 4% this year, which means it's up 13 14% since Joe Biden took over took over as president. Inflation is going way high. And the other problem with this is it's not going down fast enough. The Fed does not have any idea what to do. The Fed has no clue what to do. They're supposed to meet this month and they see 2%. And first off, they see 4%. And first off, they need to get it to under 2%. So it's still double what it's supposed to be. And they still see inflation altogether up 5.3%. This is not good. The problem is if they raise interest rates, then what's going to happen is the economy is going to drop into a recession. Because people are going to start laying off. People are not going to get loans. And then that that starts jacking with bonds and fun stuff like that. If they don't raise uh, interest rates, they're going to see inflation stay here. So it, it's they're, they're caught between a rock and a hard place. Do you know? Do you know how we solve this problem? Do you know how we solve this problem? First off, you don't centralize the financials in the Fed. You don't. You let the free market handle that. Two, you control taxes and you control spending by the government. This is all overspending. Inflation is caused by the government putting too much money, the Fed and the government putting too much money into the economy. That's what caused this whole freaking mess. You know what? I'm sick and tired of the government doing anything. And then all these assholes are still screaming about needing to raise taxes because they need more money. Yeah, get out of there. So we're looking at inflation being systemic. I think what's going to end up happening is the Fed might raise it 0.25%, but they may. there's a very good chance they're going to say, no, we're not going to raise it at all. And the idea is next year, Joe Biden's got to run for president. I mean, Joe Biden's got to run for president eventually, right? I mean, he hasn't, he announced like six months ago, he still hasn't made an appearance anywhere. Is he going to run for president or not? I don't know. I don't know. Finally, in big news, uh, China has a spy base in Cuba and apparently has been spying on us for a few years. Now, the Biden administration last week, last week when this report broke, the Biden administration said, oh, no, there's no spy base in Cuba. Then the report broke again with evidence there's a spy break, there's a Chinese spy 
base in Cuba. And they said, well, yeah, there's a Chinese spy base in Cuba and we're monitoring it and it's not that big of a deal. And then it's been reported that um, you lied to us. There is a China Chinese spy base in Cuba and they're actually doing quite a bit of spying on the United States. And then what they did is they decided to blame Trump. I, it, that's what they do. This is all within a week's time. There is no spy, Chinese spy base in Cuba. Well, there is a Chinese spy base in Cuba. It's not that big of a deal. Well, there is a Chinese spy base in Cuba. It is a big deal, and it's Trump's fault. There you go. We've got we've got the the deal. we've got the whole circle, the circle of life here with the Biden administration. Well, that was our news. So let's let's get to our first story. We got a bunch of stories today. It, again, this is going to be a this is going to be a little bit longer than normal, but some of this stuff is awesome. Okay, well, California continues to be become a totalitarian government. Uh, they are doing all the work for being a totalitarian government. First, they regulate everybody to death, and then they decide just to take your kids away. And that's what they're trying to do, is take your kids away. So, here we go. According to the Post Millennial, uh, Assembly Member Lori Wilson, California's only member with a child who transitioned from female to trans man, you don't, your kid is not a male, your kid decided to cut off his shit. And Senator Scott Weiner, a man with no children, co-authored Assembly Bill 957. Now, to add, Scott Weiner not only has no children, is a dominant, submissive guy. He likes wearing leather. He's gay. And he apparently enjoys pedophilia because he's basically legalized. He's, he's gone out of his way to try to legalize it in California. He's a pervert. In other words, he's a big-time pervert. This bill will be a gateway by the child by which child protective services, the police, the, and the courts will find a parent who does not affirm their child's gender identity abusive in order to remove and cut all ties from the child from the parent's custody and control. This bill easily passed the Democratic Majority Assembly in recognition of Trans Day of Visibility. This has been Wiener's goal for years, and with a serotip, uh, pit, uh, whatever last-minute amendments, he had his champagne on ice and a bag of mushrooms ready. Yes, he's also for drug legalization. AB 957, another Wiener trans special, is a bill that will make it child uh, will make it child abuse not to affirm your child's gender identity, regardless of the age of your child. Senator Weiner is slipping this in through the back door by amending the family code to redefine, quote, health, welfare, and safety, end quote, to mean affirmation of a child's gender and identity, gender identity for purpose to, of determining which parent is more fit for the custody of the child. Weiner and Wilson just made not affirming child abuse or, at the very least, neglect. So right now, just because your child says, I'm a boy, when he she's actually a girl, you can say, if you say, no, you're not, and I'm not calling you he, him, you can lose your child. Insane. Absolutely. But this is where they were going. So here's Lori Wilson defending her bill. 
and using her mentally ill child who thinks, I, I guess he she thinks he's a boy or he thinks he's a girl or something. I don't know what it is. But using the mentally ill child as an example of, you should all be shitty parents like me and see me be a shitty parent and virtue signaling and all that crap. So let's listen to what she had to say. So this particular bill adds the very important factor that affirming a child's gender identity is in their best interest, which is what your question is about. Why does it get, why does it actually say that in a, an affirmative way? And it really is because if you have a seven-year-old who's, who's talking about having a potential to say, I being able to articulate that they believe that they are not the same gender um, as they are biologically, then it should be affirmed. And through care, it should be determined. And that's what we did with our own child. And that would give the ability for a parent who wasn't sure to affirm and get their child the care that they need to make that, so they can begin to articulate that determination. But by saying and rejecting it in wholesale, then you're essentially rejecting your child. And that is not in the best interest of a child. We should be affirming our children in every possible way and getting them whatever appropriate care they need, whether it's based on their gender, whether it's based on how their um, studies are in school. It doesn't matter. Our children should be affirmed. And this is saying that you have to include gender affirmation as a part of it. Okay. This broad is so delusional. It's not even funny. For Okay. A couple of things with this whole thing. First off... Um, what she's basically saying is, I've made a bunch of mistakes, and I need my mistakes as a parent affirmed. So therefore, you should do exactly what I did. Mind you, there's no debate here. This is California. They're not debating this. They're just writing the law, and the law is just passing. I have yet to hear someone in the California State Assembly, and I'm sure we're not going to hear it in the State Senate either, sitting back and saying, are you people fucking nuts? What she said here is nuts. First off, she's wrong. Doing the hard work to get help for a confused child, to get that child out of his or her delusion, is actually helping the child. Letting the child wallow in that delusion by affirming that delusion is actually abusive and it's not being a parent because you're not doing the work. It's easy to affirm a kid that thinks he's a boy when he's act she's actually a girl. It's easy. Oh, well, I, I don't have to do anything now. What's hard is making sure that kid gets fixed. That's the hard work. The hard work is not cutting off her tits. That's not hard. That's easy. And then you've got the government supporting it. Oh, geez. Hard work is going against this government. And finally, this is the dumbest thing. You hear this all the time. Always affirming your child in everything is the job of a parent. Where the hell did she get that? Is she nuts? You never affirm a child. You don't affirm a child in everything. If a child wants to run across the freeway, do you, are you going to affirm that? If your child is African-American and decides one day he wants to be white, are you going to affirm that? If a child wants to cut off his hand, are you going to affirm that? The reality is children do not need affirmation. 
They need discipline. They need to be told what is right and wrong. A child cannot make major decisions like this. This woman is a complete idiot, but no one's going to no one's going to stop her on it. I mean, she's got a trans kid. Whatever the hell that is. There's no such thing as trans kids. But, you know, hey, that isn't it. California is also trying to make sure that you don't have health insurance and that they can spend more of our tax money on crap that they don't need to spend tax money on. So last week we talked about how some insurance companies are leaving. Specifically, uh, State Farm is leaving California. They will not insure anyone in California. Be, they won't insure property. They won't insure businesses because of regulations, business regulations, uh, inflation, and the natural disasters that happen in California because of the stupid environmental policies that Sacramento keeps pushing on us. Remember that? Yeah, well, they want to do that with health insurance too. So this is, this is an awesome story. According to the Washington Free Beacon, California lawmakers are advancing a bill that would redefine the inability of men to get pregnant as infertility and entitle and entitle them to insurance covered fertility treatments. The legislation which passed in the Senate last month and is about to be taken up by the assembly would require employer sponsored insurance plans to cover all non-experimental fertility treatments including artificial insemination of pregnancy surrogates. Supporters of the legislation have touted it as an overdue step toward fertility equality for LGBT uh, people. Now, understand something? Um, These people do want to get rid of privatized insurance. They want to get rid of business-supplied insurance, and the reason is because they want to have a state insurance. And that's what it is. This will kill the insurance industry, by the way, in California. This will kill private insurance through your business or private insurance, because they're not going to tolerate this crap. Okay, continue. And by the way, um, by the way, uh, if you're two men, if you're a man, and you're with another man, you should damn well know you're not going to be able to get pregnant. And one of the things you're going to have to do is pony up the $10,000 or whatever to have a child. I'm not exactly sure what the problem is here. But, you know, hey... These guys, these guys, it's just the insanity here is just, and I, I, I got to tell you, I don't, I'm not for surrogacy either. This is something Josie and I have fought about, not fought, but we've debated about. She's 100% for surrogacy. She even said, oh, I'd be a surrogate. I said, if you were a surrogate, I'd kick your ass out of the house. There is no way. I mean, it, 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 it makes babies into commodities. You're paying for a child. Isn't that what we fought the Civil War for? Not to be able to do that? You are paying somebody to you rent their womb to have a child. I can't think of anything lower than that. If you want a child, marry a woman. Or if you're a woman, marry a man. That's how it works. Sorry, uh, contrary to what the LGBTQI plus poop emoji group says, that's how it works. Oh, just absolutely incredible. Well, so be prepared not to have to, you know, have insurance. Okay, here, next story. I mean, we're just going to keep going down this trans thing because this seems to be something. Here's something we might see a little bit more of. 
But I don't think it's going to survive. I, I think it's going to be a quick death. So according to Pink News, Pink News, yes, I read Pink News. Martin was one of 39 trans and non-binary players who took part in the all-trans match at North American Rugby Club Cup, the first of its kind in the U.S., on 27th May in Charlotte, North Carolina. The players who came from over a dozen teams worldwide took to the pitch wearing bright pink and blue jerseys in the colors of the trans flag. That's so nice. Showing their joy and pride at being part of rugby's trans community. Hosted by the International Gay Rugby Association, the match was designed to promote trans inclusion in sports and battle against the surge of anti-trans legislation in the United States. Now, you know who would have a problem with this? Nobody. Nobody has a problem with this. Just keep those men out of women's sports. We're all good. You can have your own trans league. Now, that being said, that's exactly why leagues like this will never survive. They won't work. Nobody will go. And the reason nobody will go is if any of these men playing rugby for the International Gay Rugby Association, if any of these men were any good, they'd be on a men's rugby team. But they suck. That's why they're not on a men's rugby team or want to compete with the women. So you could imagine that the uh, trans rugby league or tournament or whatever they're calling it, it's basically just a men's minor league for rugby. That's all it is. No one's going to pay attention to it. No one's going to care because it's a bunch of substandard rugby male rugby players playing a piss-poor version of rugby. So they're not going to get the attention. And the attention is what they want. That's why these guys are joining these leagues. So, just, I, I mean, I understand. It's good. I, I would love this. And by the way, there are no laws that are preventing them from doing this. I don't know why they keep saying that. But there are no laws preventing from doing this. As a matter of fact, my people, that's exactly what we want them to do. Just go do that. Go play your own games. Just stay out of my daughter's sports. We're good to go. That's... Yeah, that's why this won't work. Okay, here's here's another story. I mean, women's need to get women need to get involved in this trans crap. Yes, it's all trans today because it's LGBTQI month, Pride month, whatever satanic, evil abomination they're calling it this month. Um, the women need to get involved in protesting the trans ideology because women here are the ones being victimized. Now, men, we, we hate it. We absolutely hate it. We hate what they're doing to women because that's what men do. Men like to protect women. That's what we do. We feel bad for them. We do not want to see another man beat up, beat the crap out of a woman. We don't want to see any of that. So women have to get out there and they have to say, bullshit, we're not tolerating this. Because if men do it, we're just called white supremacists, homophobes, transphobes, whatever. We're called all sorts of names. If women do it, now they're going to get called names too. But the fact of the matter is, they've got skin in the game. Men don't. I don't have any skin in 
Shaquille O'Neal playing for the WNBA. It, it, I don't believe he should, but he's not going to. I'm just making that as an example. I don't believe he should, but I can say he shouldn't play, but no one cares what I've got to say. Women have to stand up. Well, here's something that happened in England. So according to the Daily Mail, Half of England's ladies' England team have quit in protest after a trans woman was selected to join the squad for a major competition, the Mail on Sunday can reveal. Three members of the six-strong squad stepped down after Becky Lee Burtswistle Hodges, who was born a male, who's a man, just say, he's a man, was named for next month's Physically Challenging Home Nation Shore Fishing Championship. Now, you might be saying to yourself, okay, it's fishing. Yeah, you got to see the fish these guys are actually catching. So essentially, they go fishing and they catch these monster fishes and five of the chicks jump into the water and pick this damn fish up. There's a picture of the one of these fishes. It's got to weigh two, two to 300 pounds. That's why there are six of them. It's not like all six of them are fishing. They are, but I mean, all six are fishing. Once a fish is caught, they all have to dive in and pick this damn fish up. So there's a lot of advantage to having a man on a team who can actually help them pick these fish up. And that's what these women are bitching about. There has been opposition to former rugby player Briswistle Hodges competing with England since 2018. So not only has this asshole tried to get into women's fishing, he's also tried to get into women's rugby. I mean, this guy's really working it. Okay, continuing. When she was first selected, with suggestions that other nations snub the team over claims that her strength is an unfair advantage. And yes, it is an unfair advantage. So what'd they do? They kicked him off. Yeah, they kicked him off the team. They said, well, we either kick him off the team or uh, we don't have a championship. And so, the, the moral of this story, the shit works. If you sit back and, and women sit there and say, I'm not competing against that. That's bullshit. We're already, we're already, now we're already under banned. Instead of having six women, they've got eight women. So good for them. This is how you deal with this crap. Okay, now I'm going to go for this last story because, you know, if I don't cover some of this stuff, um, I'm going to end up late and maybe tomorrow we're not going to have as much LBGTQ crap. Actually, I've got so many stories, it's not even funny. So this is something that really, really kicked my cat. According to USA Today, which is, by the way, a far lefty newspaper, police in Nebraska are investigating the burning of a gay pride flag as a hate crime in the latest of a rash of recent attacks on the LGBTQI plus poop emoji community, they're not a community, believed to be driven in part by online challenges. Okay, one thing you'll notice I did and I've stopped doing, if you go to my website at Dumbass Talking About, I, I don't capitalize pride. And that's what the, everyone does. They, they capitalize pride. pride. Pride is not a capital, it's not a, it's not a, a proper noun. It's, it's crap. I'm not even going to acknowledge it enough to capitalize pride. It's stupid. It's the same reason why I don't capitalize black and black person. I don't capitalize white and white person either. Black is a an adjective. It's not a proper pronoun. So they do that all the time. 
So, continuing, in the past week alone, pride flags have been stolen, slashed, or burned in at least five states, including California, Utah, Arizona, Nebraska, Pennsylvania. That's on top of similar incidents in California and New York in May, including a man that defecated on a pride flag in Manhattan. Okay, a couple of things. First things first, I am not for vandalizing somebody's flag. If somebody bought that flag, that's them. That's on them. Let them put their damn flag up. Walk by that place and just shake your head. Leave it alone. You want to burn a flag, buy a pride flag, put yourself on camera and burn it. I'm not saying you can't burn a pride flag. I'm saying don't burn someone else's pride flag. They paid for it. That's a crime. And I am not for that. I think that is a shitty way to protest is by busting up somebody else's stuff. And I don't want to hear about the, well, what about isms? You know, well, they do that. I don't care what they do. What they do is stupid too. It goes both ways. So right off the bat, I want to throw that out there. I am not for vandalizing anything. Now, let's get to the other part here. That being said, let's get really a hate crime. A hate crime? I mean, it wouldn't be a hate crime if you did it to an American flag. You can shit, burn, do whatever you want to an American flag. And it's not even, it's, it's not even vandalism. People, you burn a hate flag, you're given a medal or something. The Biden administration sends you an invitation to the White House. But a hate crime? Yeah, I probably, probably, can you imagine? 20 years, what'd you do? I burned a LGBTQ flag of my neighbor. Don't forget, last week in, a, in I can't remember where it was, I think it was Utah or something, Arizona maybe, um, someone burned a 3 by 5 inch flag in a school. Of course, we don't know who did it, and that was being investigated as a hate crime. In a school. And be honest with you, that that would be the only time I say, yeah, burn that fucker. I because I, I'm sorry, pride flags don't belong in school. That's being that was being investigated as a hate crime. That's stupid. By the way, all you had to do is take it down, or steal it, maybe. Burning it, I wouldn't burn anything in a school. But just take it down, just throw it on the floor. Jeez, that's a hate crime too. By the way. And that story of the man defecating on the pride flag, um, he didn't defecate on it. He wiped his ass with it after he defecated on it. Okay. Um, He was a homeless man. He was a homeless black man who had mental problems. He didn't do it because he hated the, the pride flag. He did it because he needed to take a dump and he needed to wipe his ass somewhere. So, I mean, as far as that, you want to fix that hate crime? As a matter of fact, I'll tell you what. Yes, that's a hate crime. Pick that guy up. Put him in a mental institution until he's better. Let's call that one a hate crime. Because that guy needs to be off the street in the first place. So to sit back and, 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 you know, oh, that's a hate crime. Oh, yeah, okay. Put a black homeless mentally, a mental patient in prison for 20 years for a hate crime. Yeah, that's that's a good move. Okay, let's continue with this article. The thefts and vandalism come as online extremists have been spreading a new hashtag in recent weeks that encourage followers to damage, destroy, or steal pride flags whenever they see them, said Sarah Moore, an anti-LGBTQI plus 
poop emoji extremism analyst for the Defamation League and the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. I, they have a person who studies nothing but LGBTQI plus poop emoji hate crimes. There's actually someone that does that. And she does this full time, I take it. She works for two groups. And the best she could come up with is people are stealing flags. What about all the lynchings that are going on? Are, are, oh, oh, there are no lynchings. What about, okay, let's, what about all the LGBTQ uh, I plus poop emoji people that are being beaten? Oh, that's not happening either. Matter of fact, here's the reality. The most crime against LGBTQI plus poop emoji people is done by other LGBTQI plus poop emoji people. That's right. Domestic violence is the highest is the highest crime rate against trans people. So yeah, I, I mean that's got to say something. I wish the uh, uh, USA Today had sat there and said, um, "So this is the best you can come up with." They're not beating people. They're not. They're not beating trans people. They're not lynching trans people. They're not threatening bomb threats or anything like that. They're stealing flags. That's your big LGBTQI poop emoji plus poop emoji harassment that you have. Interesting. Continuing. Quote, they are advocating for a destroy the pride flag challenge. Or they call them capture the flag challenges. That's kind of clever, actually. Where they advocate for their followers to go out in really creative ways and capture, deface, or set fire to pride flags from private residences and businesses across the country, end quote, said Moore. Police in Nebraska are investigating the burning of gay pride flag as a hate crime in the latest of the rash of recent attacks on the LGBTQI plus poop emoji community believed to be driven in part by online challenges. Okay, can I give you can I give you my personal opinion about this? Bullshit. I have been online on social media for a really long time. I have yet to see any of these hashtags. I don't know what they're talking about. Now, I to be honest, I'm I'm sure they're out there. This would be something somebody would do, but I haven't seen them. So I'm not sure any of this is actually true. But I do notice something about this article. Now, being said that I'm against vandalism, I think this is a stupid thing. There is something that's really missing up out of this article. They continue to use the word attacks all the time. Attacks of the LGBTQI plus poop emoji community. Um, by stealing flags. Okay, now they're not saying they're burning down houses, they're burning down businesses, they're setting bomb threats, nothing like that. They're stealing pride flags. That's bad, it's crime. I'm totally against it, got it. But I would like the article to talk about some other things, like the attacks and burning of the United States flag. And why don't they question that being a hate crime? The United States flag represents far more people than that LGBTQI plus poop emoji flag. That flag represents probably 2% of the population in the United States. 
but the U.S. flag represent most people. Why isn't that a hate crime? USA Today also has yet to release other attacks against the Catholic Church, against pregnancy crisis centers, against the police, or any of other acts of violence that are caused by leftist groups, activist groups. There's no talk about what BLM does. There's no talk about what Antifa does. Hell, there's no talk about what the trans community does. There's a lot of violence by the trans, the LGBTQI plus boop emoji group. I just gave you one. Target went a bomb threat. There are now boys beating up girls because they're not allowed to use the bathrooms because the girls don't want them using the bathrooms. This shit's happening. We still haven't heard anything about this gal who killed the six people in Covenant School, Catholic school, Christian school. That's been months. And we don't know anything about why she did it. Why is that? Shouldn't we know? She killed three kids. By the way, we all know what it was. We haven't read the manifesto and no one will tell us. We know why she killed those kids. And she she even admitted, once you know who I am, you'll know why I attack. She, she said that. By the way, in a separate news story, just to give you quick, the family has the, the family of the person who who did the killings at the Covenant School, they said they would release the manifesto. Why they have the option, I have no idea. She's the criminal here. But the family has decided they are going to release the manifesto. They're going to give it to the victims. So be prepared. This trans person's manifesto is going to come out and we're going to be able to find out why she decided to kill three children and three other people. Uh, and I, I guarantee you we'll know exactly why. I'm sure it'll be heavy, heavily redacted because the FBI had their claws in it for six months before they released it to the family. So it's going to be interesting to say, well, that's just something I don't have to talk about tomorrow. Okay, um, I, I, I got some bad news for you. There's more trans crap tomorrow. I kid you not. There's so much going on. It's Pride Month. And by the way, this is a good thing for the Biden administration because it ain't going well for them and they don't want to talk about it. So we'll have to see. Okay, I hope you guys have a great day. Um, God bless you all. This is Gene and you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics.